Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. I want you to read 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 to 25. And as we meditate on these verses, we again answer the question, how can we put a stop to foolish accusations? Well, today, being well-behaved, but being just like Jesus, our Savior. Christian, if you really want to know how to handle suffering, ridicule, hatred, and misunderstanding, just study and follow Christ's example. Our suffering and hardships pale in comparison to what he willingly suffered for us. If you want to know how to put a stop to foolish accusations, Jesus Christ left us an example. Here it is. He did no sin. Christ never allowed his sufferings to be an excuse for sinful behavior. Two, no guile was found in his mouth. He was careful with what he said to his attackers. The third thing is he reviled not. He refused to fight back or try to get even. Next, he threatened not. Christ refused to manipulate through meaningless threats. And finally, he committed himself to God and God alone. Christ put all vengeance into God's hands. How did Christ suffer? He did no sin. Never allow a difficult or even dysfunctional situation to be an excuse for sinful choices. All sin is a choice. All anger, all bitterness, cursing, cutting words, no one can make you sin, not even the devil. No one can make you worry. No one can make you angry, make you scream, or make you gossip. No one can make you complain or even make you bitter. You make yourself do these things. Even peer pressure is nothing more than laughs, head wags, and name calling. Our natural inclination is to retaliate with the same mean, angry, harsh attitudes that are used against us. Christ never did. He did no sin. They slapped him. He refused to sin. They mocked and ridiculed him. He refused to sin. They beat him until he was unrecognizable. He still refused to sin. How did Christ suffer? Neither was guile found in his mouth. What does it mean to be guileless? The word guileless, though not commonly used today, means to be sincerely truthful without any deceit, trickery, or manipulation. Someone given to guile is normally a deceitful, lying, manipulative phony. Can anyone accuse you of guile? Proverbs 15 tells us the tongue, tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools pour out foolishness. On any given day, would your friends say that you are wise or foolish in what you say? Now, how did Christ suffer? When he was reviled, he reviled not again. You see, a reviler is an abusive big mouth. Revilers are harsh, mean-spirited, and unloving. They angrily use words to destroy others. Their verbal attacks have a vicious bite to them and are designed to hurt in every way possible. Think about the attacks from hateful revilers and how our loving Savior responded. Take Matthew 27, 39, for instance. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. Luke 22:64. and when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote you? And many other things blasphemously they spake against him. Isaiah 53, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. How did Christ suffer? When he suffered, he threatened not. Have you ever threatened to get back at someone who is irritating you or making you mad? 
Have you ever threatened to do something to someone that you would never actually do? Like say, I'm going to kill you. What are some threats teens make to their parents in order to get their own way? What are some threats parents make to teens to get them to behave in a civilized manner? Even though Christ had the power to annihilate his false accusers and destroy his persecutors with one simple word, he refused to make any threats to them. We have so much to learn from our patient Lord. How did Christ suffer? He committed himself to him that judges righteously. He was totally committed to his heavenly Father. This unconditional commitment led to an incredible, into incredible suffering and eventually death. How did Jesus show his commitment to God the Father? Submissive obedience. He bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. Why was Jesus willing to suffer in this way? Because of you and me. Peter pictured it this way, for we are a sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Peter sounds like Isaiah when he said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. When we go our own way, we step outside of our loving shepherd's protection. Through submissive obedience, Christ was willing to suffer for you. Are you not willing to commit yourself to God and suffer for him? Again, our time is up. I hope you're enjoying this study of 1 Peter. I know it's encouraging my heart. And if you want any more information on the wilds of the wilds of New England or some meditative help, go to randhummel.com. And I hope that today you have a good day.